Alright, so in this episode, we're going to be talking about cancel culture. Now, to those of you that don't know what cancel culture is, cancel culture is, and of itself, something that's pretty recent and new to everybody, and uh, it stands behind the idea that someone can simply be cancelled, which essentially means that they're blocked in a cultural sense, mainly online, from having a public platform or career. So, within the past five years, the rise of cancel culture has somehow surprisingly made its way to the forefront of society in a lot of aspects, and since the beginning, it has always been something of a polarizing topic amongst well, everybody, to be honest. So let me just break down how someone might get quote-unquote canceled. First, somebody, usually a celebrity or some kind of public figure, says something that a lot of people consider to be offensive. Then there's some kind of public outcry from people, and usually that outcry comes from social media and whatnot. And then the final step is that through the use of mainly social media and possibly major news outlets if it makes it to that point, people call for that person to be canceled by boycotting them, you know, really attempting to end their career and revoke their cultural influence entirely, or even trying to get sponsors or, or employees of theirs to drop them essentially immediately. So if we look at people in the last year who have been quote-unquote cancelled, it stems all the way from people like R. Kelly, Kanye West, Scarlett Johansson, uh, Gina Rodriguez, and, and even Kevin Hart. Now, before I go on, I have to say something about all of this before continuing. I think it's very important. Cancel culture, I think most of the time, or at least 50% of the time, is pretty ridiculous. And I'll explain why. That's because in a lot of cases, people tend to pull up divisive comments that public figures have made from many years prior and try to bring it to the forefront in an attempt to stir the pot, really, and try to get a rile out of everyone else, which I think is pretty unfair. Okay, because it's all contextual, it's all in context. If you have, for example, someone who's a comedian who made a joke about, you know, a, a racist joke uh, or a sexist joke or whatnot uh, 10, 15 years ago, and then all of a sudden, because of what's going on in the world right now with, you know, Black Lives Matter and George Floyd and all that, you can't effectively blame them because they're, they're human, right? Just like everyone, people make mistakes. I mean, it was a different time 10, 15 years ago. And especially if that public figure has already apologized for the comments that they made, I don't think it's fair to just bring up people's mistakes from the past all of the time. Again, they're human like everybody else, right? Like, a, a prime example would be um, the director of the Guardians of the Galaxy films, James Gunn. The poor guy got fired because somebody decided to pull up some tweets, okay, that he made all the way back in 2008 and 2009, where he made some comments about, you know, underage kids behaving sexually. And I mean, it was purely in a joking fashion. Anyone who looks up those tweets can see that. There was nothing serious about it. Now, here's the good thing that came out of all that backlash. There was a massive online protest to have him return to the, uh, directing the franchise, and the actual actors, I believe it was every single one, if not most of them, said they would void their contracts and not continue to film any more Guardians of the Galaxy until James Gunn returned as the leading director. And because of such a huge backlash, Disney then reinstated James Gunn as the director for the series, and everything went back to normal. And that's my point. Now, this isn't the case for everyone. But as I go on, you'll understand what I mean. So as a matter of fact, it turns out James, uh, James Gunn is liked so much by so many people that Warner Brothers, after all this, then hired him to direct the second Suicide Squad film, which is coming out next year. It's as if he never got 
quote-unquote canceled or fired from anything, which in this case is good because it's very unfair to bring something up from 11, 12 years ago. This is a, honestly, this is a perfect example of how shit gets taken way too far with cancel culture, and it happens way too often. However, the other side of this is that when you look at someone like R. Kelly, who's a convicted sexual predator, or Bill Cosby, it's a very different story. Because canceling them, quote-unquote, is more than substantiated. I mean, I don't see anything wrong with uh, people flipping the fuck out at them because it's all been proven in, in court and they're both in jail right now. And so, rightfully so. That's why I think cancel culture, is it's warranted. I'm not one to say, but my opinion is that in a case like that, it would be warranted, right? Now, for people to think that most people's careers actually have gone down the tube because of cancel culture, it's not exactly true. You think once you get, quote-unquote, canceled... That's it. Not exactly. Because look at someone like Kanye West, for example. He's definitely more of a divisive figure right now, even though he's calmed down a lot lately with his personality and whatnot. But the guy's brand is still hugely successful. His name is still huge. I mean, he's practically a billionaire because of his easy shoe line, right? Uh, but that's not to say that it hasn't completely ruined the careers or businesses of other people. So I'll give you another example on the other side of things. Kind of ironic, but Ivanka Trump, she recently complained about cancel culture a few weeks ago because she was scheduled to make a commencement speech at uh, the Wichita State University for the graduating class of 2020. But then the universe decided, uh, university decided to essentially can her because of, you know, her father's decision to fucking launch tear gas and fire rubber bullets at peaceful protesters so he could go take that walk over to the church, you know, with the Bible in his hand, the whole thing. Now, listen, I don't personally blame the university for doing that because at the end of the day, if we look at it rationally, it would be one thing if Ivanka Trump didn't play a role in her father's affairs at the White House and if she didn't play a role in politics and all that because then there would be some form of an argument to discuss. You know, you can't blame her for being the daughter of, of her father, right? But here's the thing. She does play a huge role. And she was literally a part of that walk over from the White House to the fucking church that used violence to clear the way through the peaceful protesters. So it's understandable that Wichita State University wanted to distance themselves, right, uh, from all that crap. I mean, I don't exactly blame them, blame them. And so it's hard for people to imagine where exactly cancel culture really came from when we look at it. Okay, I mean, I did a ton of research and I couldn't even pinpoint it myself. But here's the thing about what we do know about cancel culture is that it stemmed from the Me Too movement, which is interesting. And although a lot of celebrities who actually had to take a step back from their careers for X amount of months, a handful uh, of months, because of people canceling them, a lot of celebrities have actually bounced back from it. An example would be Louis C.K., uh, the comedian. He took about a 10-month hiatus from comedy uh, because of some controversial comment he made at one of his shows until he returned, and he continues even now to this day to sell out his shows. Even though they're still considered controversial, he still sells out because people want to hear what he has to say, I guess. Um, and believe it or not, even artists like Michael Jackson, uh, the late Michael Jackson and R. Kelly, saw an increase in music streams of their songs and their albums after new court documents were released of them pleading guilty or settling out of sexual assault court cases in the past, right? Which is kind of interesting. You'd think that, you know, certain things would be said or done, but I guess because Michael Jackson has passed away and R. Kelly's already in jail, 
people don't care. But it's interesting to see the stats, to see that streaming and downloads of their songs have increased after court documents were released about how, you know, they settled rape and sexual predator, predatorial allegations. But the thing with all of this is that cancel culture in and of itself, it tends to be contradictor, uh, contradictory at times, right? It tends to contradict itself. And I say that because it focuses in on public figures who have presumably committed a wrongful act, fine, which gives reason for people to cancel or attack that person, which is fine as well. I mean, it's freedom of speech, right? But the thing is, is that it neglects all the other people around them who knew what the fuck was going on and knew what kind of behavior was happening in the first place. Like, look at Harvey Weinstein. You're not, you're going to sit there and tell me that the vast majority of Hollywood stars didn't know what the fuck this guy was doing? Are you kidding me? Weinstein was everyone's friend in Hollywood until all of a sudden these charges fucking plopped into his lap and then suddenly nobody knew him or just knew him on strictly a, a business sense. You know, he was a colleague. Come on. What the fuck is that? Like, my, my point being is that if people are going to use this cancel culture to hold celebrities and public figures accountable for their actions, which I'm totally on board with, by the way, why neglect, my question is this, why neglect all the people around them that knew they were committing those acts for more than likely fucking years at a time? You think these old farts just started now? I don't think so. Now, I'm not saying to suddenly begin attacking the people around them and to try to cancel them as well. I'm not saying that. But at least look into it. Like, cancel culture in a lot of cases tends to be quite hypocritical in, in that specific sense. Now, I also have to mention that there's been a lot of speculation about whether or not cancel culture has been a powerful tool of social justice or just a new form of a sort of mob-like intimidation. My opinion, based on what I've seen and heard about over the past few years, is that it's actually been both, right? And referring back to the examples I gave... Certain public figures like director James Gunn have been attacked for no reason over harmless, goofy comments made over a decade ago when times were very different, while others like R. Kelly have actually been held accountable by both the public and the court of law, right? So I think it's a very fine line, and sometimes it seems to be nothing more than, in some cases, just a ruthless mob mentality, just because it's someone new to go and attack, in some cases, while other cases, it seems to serve a pretty decent purpose. Overall, though, one thing that everyone should agree on is the fact that regardless of if it's being taken to its extremes at times, and regardless of its ability to cancel people when they probably shouldn't have even been in the crosshairs of the public, it, the one thing everyone has to agree on, or should agree on at least, is that it shows the power of social media. Right? In extreme cases, it's not far-fetched to say that it, it, it can either make or break someone's career. Honestly, it could. It really could if enough effort is put into it by enough people. It could break someone's career over the course of literally one night. And so that is cancel culture. There's nothing more I can say about it. And we'll see down the road where it goes and where it leads. Thank you.